Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back, Kip Nation. You are now listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I pray that you are blessed today and that you are ready to take another journey with us as we get ready to influence the nations. Last week, I read from my book, Chapter 11, uh, Pressing to the Power, A Journey to Healing and Breakthrough. I want to continue on this vein, although I may intermix a little talking, but I, I know that this is a strategic season for the body of Christ. And I also know that there are some things that have to change. When we talk about change, change is easy. Change is an overnight interaction where things are different than they were before so we can change the name of a company we can change policies we can make all kinds of changes people tend not to change as easy as the company or the organization that they're with changes people go through what's called transition and change and transition are definitely not the same thing people usually need time to confront the change and so In order for people to change, there's usually a three-phase process that people go through. One is realizing that there is a change and that they have to be a part of that change. So they have to stop doing what they were doing. Section two is that they have to spend time in what we call the neutral zone. And the neutral zone is a place where they are able to begin to deal with this transition or the effects of change through A, mental, emotional, and so when they get through that, then they're able to embrace the change and they're able to start again. So you have to stop doing something, spend some time mulling over what was and now mulling over what is, and then you have to start doing things that are compliant with change. So it's a a simple process, but it can take six months to a year, it can take three months, it can take three weeks. But people don't necessarily change as fast as life does. Life is constantly changing around us. 
And so one of the changes that we have to be very careful of is something that the Bible talks about. And knowing this, we have to learn to lay aside this, the weight and the sin so doth easily beset us. We have, how do we lay aside weights and sin? Sin we know about, but sometimes weights are people and they're attached to people. And we have to be very, very careful who's, and I love this. I talked about this a little bit in my, in my book, but very little, but I mentioned Samuel Chan and Samuel Chan wrote a book called Who's Holding Your Ladder? Because who's holding your ladder is very important because you can't be successful if the person holding your ladder does not have the intent to make sure you're steady at the top or the person that's holding your ladder is just secretly jealous of you. I want to release this and this is nothing. There's nothing new under the sun, but I want to say this. There are many people in our lives that were there for a season. You have seasonal friends. You have friends that were supposed to be in your life for a season. And then they and you were supposed to move on. You have very few lifelong friends. But most people in your life are not even friends. They're associates. They're people that come into your life through community, through church, through school, through different epics in your life. Maybe you started a job at the same time. You worked on that job together for many years or a few years. You guys made a connection there. You move on. They move on. Life goes on. But we have to be very careful not to carry everybody into the next dimension of where we're going. When you make transition during this time, this is a season where many members of the body of Christ are in prayer. They're in fasting. They're planning, they're looking at their life and looking at their future and asking God, how do I get there? The best way to get there is with a support system that really wants to see you be successful. There are some people in your life who God will send to you who really want to see you be successful and they don't want anything in return. You have a vision, you have a purpose, they can see it. They have the resources or they have whatever it is that you're lacking and they're willing to provide those resources to you with no strings attached. And so you have to be, you have to get rid of the people. And I don't want to say get rid of it. And that is a negative connotation, but you have to release yourself from the cords of people who don't have the same intentions in your life. And there are different types of people that you need to be aware of. So I'm going to read a few things from my book. I know this will help somebody because I've dealt with all of these personality types. They're hard to detect when you are tethered to them by some social or emotional connection. So listen to this. This is from a section in chapter 11 called Examine Your Acquaintances. Many of you are surrounded by too many toxic and unhealthy relationships. Streamline and test your relationships. The crutch syndrome says that you need these people when you actually don't. There comes a time when you can hurt yourself. The doctor gives you a crutch and he gives you a certain amount of time that you need to carry that crutch, but you carry it past the time necessary. And in the same way, we carry certain people in our lives past the time necessary and they're prohibitive of the people that need to be in your life in this next season of your life. 
I want to walk away from these false relationships, lean on Jesus, and press into the power. So number one, fake friends. Fake friends are surrounding you, but it is for their own self-aggrandizement or what we would call false pretenses and personal gain. They hang with you because there are benefits that they derive from being around you. They are takers and add nothing to your life. Number two, dream killers. Dream killers never support your dreams or vision. They carry semi-automatic silencers, their tongues. When you are blessed or something good happens to you, they don't say much. They offer no real or genuine support. In fact, most of them don't say anything at all. They go into a silent mode or change the subject. Deflection is how they hide their envy. They secretly desire what you have. Others use the power of their tongues to kill your dreams with a barrage of negativity. Number three, frenemies. Frenemies are very dangerous. There are people in your life who seriously want to kill you and your spirit. They disguise their jealousy for years. They have something they fear you will take from them. They try to keep you down. They use their tongues to spew poison and disguise it in humor. However, they mean exactly what they say. Their words are both harmful and injurious. Do not underestimate the power of the tongue to create an atmosphere of death and life when spoken over your life. This person wears a demonic mask of deception. They usually get very close to you, but they will turn on you when you least expect it or when you need them the most. Remember this, put your trust in no man. And the scripture talks about having no confidence in men and having no confidence in princes. We have to be very careful about who we put our trust in, but we need to put our trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths, including helping you to choose the right friends, including helping you discern who's in your life that means you no good. They're haters. And people like to say there's no such thing as a hater, but haters exist. Jesus had them. The disciples had them. Nehemiah had them. Hannah had them. There are haters. Let me read number four. Haters will assume the pseudo posture of being friends. They will do just enough to hang around, but in all actuality, they hate you. These people often dislike you for no reason at all. They have a dual purpose for keeping you around. First, they want to know what you are doing, but they never want to tell you what they are doing. Your life intrigues them, and they keep you close so they can secretly imitate and mirror your style, charisma, personality, potential, or position. Haters stay around to get the overflow of your life. So watch this. Secondly, they secretly hope for your demise or failure. They secretly derive great pleasure or joy from watching bad things, negative events, and unfortunate occurrences in your life. They are both jealous and envious of you. Jealous because they don't want you to have what they possess and envious because they also want to have the gifts and the anointing God has blessed you with. These people have mastered the art of deceit. Beware. And I talk about that a lot. Uh, that's critically important. 
They operate in what we call the spirit of manipulation, which is witchcraft. Um, and you just have to be careful of who's around you, who's holding your ladder. Number five, spiritual vampires. Spiritual vampires add no value to your life. In fact, they suck the very life out of you. They are sometimes referred to, to as Debbie Downers. As they enter your airspace, they always bring a cloud of despair. They have this woe is me syndrome. They suck the joy out of a great day with their negative presence. They have no joy at all. They whine and complain about everything. Nothing is good and they want you to live in their world of self-pity. They consume massive amounts of your time if you let them. Everybody is against them and your counsel will never satisfy them. They will be back for more. They are miserable and love company. You will actually feel sorry for them. Love and pray for these folks from a distance. Number six, probably the most deadly of all of these guys, is the enemy in me. The enemy in me is the most dangerous of all of the previously discussed friends. This is a very common foe. Literally, it is the enemy that lurks in the shadows of our own hearts. Most people have a self-destruct mode. It is like you cannot see yourself doing anything positive or different or being successful. The rationale for this kind of thinking can be filtered through a myriad of reasons, including negative pre-adolescent programming, poor parental scaffolding, in other words, you didn't have support systems around you, or you had people speaking negativity in your life, or toxic home environments in some cases. Other reasons may include low self-esteem, how you feel about yourself, poor self-image, how you see yourself, or the fear of success or failure, which are actually one and the same. There's no success without failure. Failure is the pasture for the flowers of success. I have coined this expression. Failure is the framework for the art of success. So as we close today, I don't want you to be afraid of failure. I don't want you to be afraid of people. People have no heaven or hell to put you in. The only person that we need to be afraid of is God. So take the time during this time of prayer and consecration to pray over the people that are in your life. None of these people are so bad that you want to forsake praying for them or forsake loving them or forsake caring for them. That, that's not what I'm, I'm sharing with you. But as you move into the area of your destiny and the area of your purpose, the road that you travel on becomes very narrow. And you can only have people on that road with you who have your best interest at heart, who want to see you be successful. Maybe they're already successful or maybe God has touched them and said to them, hey, they need to support you. But the fact of the matter, you have to know, as Samuel Chan says, who's holding your ladder. You have to know from my book, who's carrying your mat. Who's going to go the extra mile to get you into the place of Jesus the Christ? Who will take the roof off to make sure that you are successful? As you go on this road to reach your destiny and your purpose in Christ, as you are praying through this season, fasting and seeking the face of God, listen to God, honor God, trust God when he tells you something. He will let you know 
who needs to stay in your life and who needs to be out of your life. And all you have to do is trust him. Again, lean not to thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. Lord, I pray that you would reveal those who need to walk with us and those who are no longer on the same path with us. And God, we thank you for your revelation. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray that you're sharing this podcast with your social networks. I pray that you have already subscribed. And I pray that it is blessing you and that you will use it to go and influence the nations. Have a merry, merry Christmas and a great holiday season. Be blessed.